with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can listen 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. Reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline and to Chicago and bring in our friend Howard Griffith. You remember him. If it wasn't for Howard Griffith, I don't know if Terrell Davis would be wearing a gold jacket right now. Two-time Super Bowl winner and works at the Big Ten Network in Chicago. How are you, Howard? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? You like right. that? You like that setup? You wrote it very well for me. But I got to tell you something. You got to work on your punctuation and your grammar. <laughs> it's all right. It'll be okay. All right. I, so. I just- the fact that I'm still being remembered is good. You are definitely being remembered. All right, so the Broncos take three guys out of the Big Ten, and you work for the Big Ten Network. Baron Browning in the third round, an outside linebacker. Jamar Johnson went to my alma mater, Indiana, in the fifth round. And then Jonathan Cooper, a Buckeye as well. Give us the skinny on each guy. Well, let's start with Browning. I mean, he was a a high five-star player when he came out of uh, Texas to Ohio State with you know, he's huge. He's got, he still, to me, has so much growth and development that he's going to be able to do. He's actually, in my opinion, going to be a much better pro than he was a college player because he was still finding his way and also he's still understanding the defense. And he had some injuries that slowed him down a bit. But I was excited to see what he was able to do, not only on his pro day, really showed his versatility, but then once he was drafted, I think he'll be in a great situation there at the mile, in Mile High playing for the Broncos. And you, you look at Johnson, to me, you look, talk about this Indiana defense who really for the last couple of years has been playing so well, uh, and it's had a lot to do with him. I mean, make the turnovers were, were timely, slowing teams down, getting after the quarterback, will hit you, can cover, and really does a good job when he's asked to blitz as well. And then Cooper at the end, you know, had some injuries as well, but I really liked him. I loved his work ethic. I've, you know, I've been watching these guys since, since they showed up on campus. And, you know, he was always one of those guys that, that was a leader. And the injury slowed him down. But, but coming back and still trying to fight through him and playing well is, is again, showing his versatility. And go back to his pro day when he did some work as a stand-up outside linebacker. So I think that helped in his value and is going to give him a great opportunity I think the big part of his game, at least immediately, will be what he'll be able to contribute on the special team side. And I think all three of those guys are going to be solid core special teams guys until they make their mark or make their move and get comfortable with the system so they can actually go out and compete for, for starting jobs or, or be solid backups for Now with Browning, the Broncos have talked about cross-training him as both an edge and as an inside linebacker in their 3-4 mm-hmm. scheme but initially they're going to focus on him as an inside side linebacker before working him into the other spot. Where do you think his, lo- his best long-term home schematically is going to be? You know, if he continues to play you know, inside, 
to me, he's a guy that can run from from sideline to sideline, and he can cover. And, and being six four, I mean, he can be a thumper in there if you need him to be. But I think he can play inside, and it, you know, giving him the opportunity to go down and put his hand in the ground, he's going to have some advantages and some pass rushes as he continues to develop, and also being able to drop out the coverage. And, and that's when you talk about that position versatility and cross training him. He has those the, the ability to do those both of those things, but I think it's really smart to allow him to really get comfortable at one position and then expand from there, not try to put too much on his plate immediately. We're talking with Howard Griffith, two-time Super Bowl winner with the Broncos, and he's been with the Big Ten Network at least a decade. Isn't that right? Go start my fifteenth year. Man, you were there at the start, <laughs> weren't you, Howard? I was. Yeah, I was there at the start. So. And you got uh, lucky. It's, it's been a fun ride. And you got lucky because you're a Chicago guy. I know Dave Revson is a Chicago guy. So yeah. the fact that you get a chance to work at home is super cool. Oh, it is. It really is. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, with Dirk, Jerry DiNardo, who, who was the head coach at LSU and, and Vanderbilt and Indiana was his last stop. So three of us have been together for a while and have put a lot of miles on uh, our bus as we, as we go around and see teams uh, in the summer. And hopefully we can get back to that. This summer, as the pandemic starts to look like we're we're starting to uh, some gain a little momentum on the wind side as far as um, the pandemic is concerned. It's probably not fair to ask this question, but for those who are listening or watching on MileHighSports.com, they may not have a good grasp on who Browning is. Maybe they didn't watch a lot of Ohio State games or Indiana games. Going back mm-hmm. to your playing days, do you look at any of these guys and say, they kind of remind me of blank? Ooh. I don't know if your listeners remember uh, Lamar Latham, who was a first-round draft pick, uh, played in, to Houston. Again, big physical outside linebacker uh, that could rush the passer. They asked him to do that. Um, wow. You know what? How about he's probably a taller version of Chad Brown. Whoa, oh, and Chad oh. was a really good player, too. He, he was an unbelievable player. He was. He's not, at, he's not at that level right now. Yeah. But when I just think about the athleticism, that would probably be a good, not necessarily a comp right now, but someone that I think Browning has the upside to get to a guy on his level. That Now, that right there would make a lot of sense. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, Chad was unbelievable, you know, not only at the college level, but, but particularly as a, as a pro. Um, so I, I think Brownie has that, that type of ability. If he continues to work and he continues to get better, that's probably where he could be. Going back to Jamar Johnson, of course, from Indiana for a moment. There was where, do, where do you go to school? Indiana, University. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. We're all for you. Keep going. We will fight for cream and crimson. Howard, when did you go to Illinois? I think we were there around the same time in college, right? Eighty-six to what ninety? And that's when I was there. And that's when I was there. So you watched us win a national title, didn't you? In basketball, <laughs> you did. No, I didn't watch. Yeah, you. Yes, you did. Yes. I'll tell you what I did. Your only I, highlight is I, Nick Anderson hitting a shot at Assembly Hall in a regular I'm season so glad, game. That's your highlight. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was a pure three point shot. It wasn't. It wasn't lucky. He jumped and stroked it in. Bartle had an unbelievable pass to him, catch and shoot. 
Dude, I I was doing play-by-play for that game, and I was on the floor at IU. I remember it well, and I could not believe he hit that shot. <laughs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, and go back, Nick really was not a jump shooter at that stage of his career. He was still, you know, trying to find his trying to find his groove with the jump shot from that distance, you know, with the three-point range. But then he went on playing in the NBA, and he started to develop a, a, a really nice three-pointer. I think he was also a couple times in the NBA All-Star three-point yep. contest. So, yep. you know, he got a lot better as, as he turned into a pro. All right. That that's a that, that's great nineteen eighties Big Ten basketball could, conversation. He and I he and I can reminisce. We can go back oh, to Dave Schnell. Right. Oh, we we go, we go back to Schnell. We can go back to Jeff George. I covered all oh, those games. Oh. I watched Howard in college. I covered Ooh. Howard in college. Yeah. Uh, so hey. anyway, let's talk about hey, this year. Hey, Illinois football was going on back then though yeah. too. Don't for, don't forget they were. We had, we had Anthony some, they, Thompson they had, though. Hey, you we had, had we had we had, t- we had yeah. touchdown Tony. Oh. Uh, but Howard yeah, Griffith was, was Mr. Touchdown. Period. I know he was. That's the- Indiana Jones. <laughs> you had a lot of players. Oh there, man! All so, right, let's get, let's get back. Let's get back to Indiana football. And yeah, let's go. Yeah, and Jamar Johnson. <laughs> and the reason I was going to bring him up is that there were some, I believe, Pro Football Focus among them that actually had yeah. him graded in the day two range, even as high as yeah. the uh, second round. Why do you think he mm-hmm. slipped so far? There's, there's no telling. I mean, to, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I could give you some story of why I think he failed. But this year, and I think you guys know this as you, as you watch the draft, there were probably so many disparities in where teams and where you know, draft experts had players because they really didn't get a chance to see them. You know, yeah, they saw the game film, but normally when you talk about scouting players, you're spending time on campus, you're talking with coaches, and a lot of that didn't go on or couldn't go on because of the pandemic. So I think there were a lot of good players uh, that went in the lower rounds. When we look back at this, as, as we always do when you talk about late picks, really going on to have successful uh, NFL careers, they're going to be a lot. It would be interesting to see the numbers of late-round picks that really – stuck around and were contributors. And I, I think that number is going to increase from where it normally is because there are just so many players that, you know, for whatever reason, didn't get drafted as high as they would have expected. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You're on an NFL team right now. You have an opportunity to make that team, and, and it's about what you do now. Not, not where you start, but where you ultimately finish. That's a great point, Howard. Of course, the same also goes for the undrafted guys. There's one Big Ten guy among the Broncos' undrafted signees. That's Sean Byer, the tight end uh, from out of Iowa. Of course, the Broncos, uh, one of the things they said right after the draft, they're looking for guys who can be blocking tight ends. Uh, how does Byer project if he sticks on the Broncos? Well, I think that's the part that comes up, right? You'd be able to be an inline blocker. and you know, So often now, uh, it's gotten away from that as far as tight ends are concerned, uh, and they're not as adept to inline blocking, at least initially once they get into the NFL because they're not asked to do it in high school. You know, most of those guys that, that end up playing tight ends were, you know, probably the number one receiver on their respective high school team. So when they get to college, they're not necessarily asked to do a lot of that because there's more spread. And you look at a program like Iowa that still will run out there with two tights to be able to, uh, really control the line of scrimmage and being able to block. So 
you can make a living being a blocking tight end. You might not catch a lot of passes, but that's the way you can stick on the stick with the team. And also, particularly if that's the type of offense they're running. But then, if you're willing to block, you're probably going to be a willing participant in special teams, and that's again goes to where you have to be able to make your mark when you're late round pick or, or undrafted. Well, the Broncos regret not drafting Justin Fields. <laughs> you're asking Chicago fan. I'm like, no, no problem. They they did the right thing. <laughs> the Bears but, did the right thing. Do you know what the thing the is? Bears did the right thing. Here, listen. Yeah. First of all, that 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 front office also drafted Mitchell Trubisky and decided to take a they pass did. on Mahomes, and they took yep. a pass on Deshaun Watson. So when you miss that badly, honestly, you've lost all credibility. No matter who you want to draft as a quarterback. You know, there's there's some validity to that point, but you also can look at it from the standpoint of they recognize that they made a mistake, and they even went out and free and got Andy Dalton. But when you see a player uh, of Justin Fields' caliber, and he started to slip for whatever reason, you know, I thought he was still the second best quarterback available uh, in this year's draft. It was he, the upside that he has, but you know, people see different things, and this is the type of offense. Uh, Matt Nagy wants to run what they do in Kansas City, and and Justin Fields gives you that opportunity. But I think Justin's going to have an unbelievable NFL career. I, I really do, and um, it, it's hard when you when you when you're sitting there and, and you look at a player like him not to take him. So it's it, it's it's tough. But you know when you have an opportunity to to go out and find your quarterback and get a guy that's going to be there for. You know, in the Bears' case, hopefully the next 10 years and be able to, you know, hopefully get you competitive uh, again in, in, pl- in the playoffs and be able to go deep. You know, you, you often have second thoughts about not taking a talent like that because it's, it's, un- it's no question the type of talent he has and his ability to, to whether it's extending plays, whether it's being a pocket passer, whether it's just having an intellect to, to play the quarterback position. Justin Fields has all of those things. Real quick before we hit a break, Justin Justin Fields. How soon do you think he starts with the Bears this year? If if I'm ownership and I'm, he's starting right away, he's he's that is because to me ownership and or rather management, this was their saving grace to buy them more time because you best believe that they not taken Fields and moved up to take Fields and let's just say they took a corner or something. That was it for them. They they were going to be out of here. You know, there were many people that thought that you know the front office should have been clear, cleaned out this past year, but I think now that they have fields, they don't have time to mess around and try to develop him and do all of this. You better get him ready to go day one, and I think he's ultimately going to be there one because he's their best option to win football games now. And you know, you could talk about all the money they spent and the miss, missing in free agency and missing in the draft and moving up in the draft. But they got to get a guy now that can play. I mean, this city has not been as excited about one player since Sid Luckman. Since Sid Luckman, <laughs> well, Jay Cutler, to, Jay Cutler. <laughs> no, not even yet. But not. I mean, from just pure sport. Yeah. Since Derrick Rose, I mean, when Derrick Rose was drafted by the Bulls, the city went crazy. Yeah. This mm-hmm. that's the type of energy that's in the city right now, even with the casual fan. Right. That. You know, people are looking around at Justin Fields, and he's going to have one of the top jerseys sold this this year. You better believe that because these Chicago fans are going to go crazy for him. Oh, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I did the Indiana fight song. I'm going to start you. <laughs> I, I, hold on, hold on. I'm going to start you off. I'm going to start you off. We're loyal to, to you, Illinois. Illinois. Keep going. We're orange and blue, Illinois. Keep going. Illinois. I mean, 
is a Colorado sports show. What are we doing singing fight songs about <laughs> Indiana and Illinois? What's going on? I'll, t- I'll tell you what's going on. Nobody cares where I went, but you are a two-time Super Bowl winner <laughs> here in Denver. And, and if you read the phone book, people want to hear Howard Griffith sing or read the phone book. <laughs> you'll always be, you will always be a favorite son here and you and i will always have that connection of being chicago guys and big 10 guys howard thanks for your time yeah, i appreciate you guys take care stay safe and uh enjoy the weather hopefully it's getting nice out there uh this weekend i think it will be it's raining right now unfortunately see you my man all right, take care, guys. All right, late, Howard. All right, coming up after the break, the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to Ty, Cal, Cade, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. If Aaron Rodgers is traded, are the Broncos going to have to overpay potentially big time if indeed the reports are true that the Raiders are in the mix? That's next. Keep your hips stiff. Keep your fists clenched. 